0: Welcome to the Barrier Brothers Sports Podcast. With me, as always, the conservative punt to my David Shaw, the rain to my Seattle Devin. Dylan, we're not doing women's soccer this week. True, but that's R E I G N, I believe, the Seattle Rain, as in like a monarchy's reign. I always thought it was R E I N. I don't think so. Oh, we'll have to look it up and get back to them in the next podcast. The important things, right? Very important. Yes, but the important things happen to be this week. Stanford football. pulled off a random win when they probably shouldn't have. Yeah, um, they beat UCLA down in, at the Rose Bowl. In Pasadena? In Pasadena, which isn't actually. I don't think LA. you can say it without thinking of Brent Musburger. Um, I t- tend to think of Brent Musburger all the time. so I, I can't don't think, think you want to tell anyone that. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll recap that game. We'll recap some other games from college football this week. Um, mo- mo- most importantly, um, though we'll look forward to next week and we'll even get into some pro football analysis. Yes, we will. Which, um, Minnesota Vikings, my my big story, they keep losing people and they keep winning. Their defense is incredible. Yes. I don't. I think that was something I overlooked and I consistently overlook with Minnesota. I thought when Sam Bradford came in as their quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater went down, although Teddy Bridgewater, not a good quarterback, I thought, man, no chance. This is a lost and season a to them. good quarterback, not a good He's a slightly above-average quarterback. He's maybe bl- an average quarterback. Uh, I'm saying if I'm the 49ers, I want him over any of my quarterbacks. Well, that is... That's like... I mean... That's like... why well, I, I can't think of any good analogies, but... Good for you. Good for you, Dylan. It's like bragging about being the the, the shortest giant. You mean... Okay, I got you there. Yeah, I got you there. <laughs> okay, but um, let's let's recap. Let's look back. Look back. We haven't done this in two weeks. It's true. Um, we were. I was on vacation last week. Yes. Going to um, weddings. No, you were on assignment, Dylan. Oh, I was on assignment. You were on assignment. I was doing research on. Um, there's no football team in New Hampshire. I did, however, get a nice look live from roughly the same area as the, um, the battle for the Keystone State. Philadelphia against Pittsburgh. Oh, gotcha. Carson gotcha. Wentz, they, mm. I, I got this from a, a very well-known source, they have officially changed the name of Pennsylvania to Wensylvania. Oh, God. So He, he is incredible. Um, he is coming, like, to think that Jared Goff was the person that everybody thought was gonna be the savior, Maybe he shouldn't have gone first. No, yeah. Maybe Carson Wentz was the best quarterback, and we just didn't know it because he played in the middle of North Dakota. Yeah, I I think that he looks incredible for a rookie. Um, According to Pittsburgh, he's a Hall of Famer. Wow, Wow. after three games. Yeah, Um, or at least he looks like one. So um, he's incredible. Um, Some of the pro stuff's incredible. But Dylan, we are, again, getting off topic. Let's I thought we were out. talking about pro. Are we, okay, let's talk about pro then. Yeah, I thought that's where we were starting this. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> um, so, Carson wants what? give me some, some deep dive into yeah. reasons why you think he's a success. Reason I think he's quite good. He can make every throw on the field. I've seen him make every throw on the field and attempt some that you should never attempt. But you know what? At least he's trying it, and it hasn't hurt him. He hasn't thrown an interception yet. Um, I believe he's now gone the longest most completions for or most attempts by any rookie quarterback without throwing an interception that yes, you are completely correct um he is a quarterback who has a a a panache about him that i really like um he uh he doesn't, um, I really look to celebrations, honestly, when I look to this, yeah, their maturity level. Yeah, um, I do like the, uh, the, the fake jump up and like celebrate, and then just the straight handshake. I like that. It's like a good one, lot. yeah, it shows um, the leadership. Seriously, um, I think that um, the Eagles definitely lucked out, and I think that looking at this team, there is, yes, Carson Wentz has been great, he's been fantastic as a rookie, and pretty much everything's looking up for him, but, Going forward, I think that the, the success of the Philadelphia Eagles is going to rely on that defense. Whether that defense can continue the trend that they have been doing for the first couple games. So that will bring us into this game that I want to play now, which is um, smoke and mirrors or legit, or legit storyline. Okay. And my first pick is the Philadelphia Eagles and the fact that they are in first place and currently favored to win the NFC East. Are they smoke and mirrors, or are they a legit threat, a legitimate team here? It, it's hard. It's hard to come up with an answer for that because so much of the NFC East is terrible. Um, yes, Dallas has broken Tony Romo still on the sidelines. Yes. Um, um, the New York Giants uh, supposedly is a good team, but I've not seen it. They've got three-fingered pass rushers. Yeah, I'm not sure and, that defense um, is real. I'm not sure um, – and the Washington football team has the lesser Gruden brother. Exactly. And that's never good. You never no. want the lesser of the brother. No, that's um, why no one ever wants me. Oh, I was going to make <laughs> the joke about me. It's always funnier right? to go self-deprecating. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so I have to say they're a legit team. They're go- they, they deserve to be the favorites at this point. But I'm not going to – like, I think they go 9-7. and 9-7 and seven and win that yeah, division? Yeah, and win that division because – I don't know when Tony Rome is gonna to be back. Um, Dallas is probably the closest team to them, um, meaning uh, the Eagles. Um, and I, I just don't think that they have enough on the defensive side of the ball. I, I don't think any team in this division has enough on the defensive side of the ball to I, compete with the Eagles. And I think the Eagles are the only team that has anything on that side. I think, I still have faith that the New York Giants wind up winning that division. Um, I, I think, it, once defense starts adjusting to Carson Wentz, I think we will start seeing a little bit of the regression. But everything's looking up long-term. I just think he will have a few setbacks this year. And, and I think it's a bit of smoke and mirrors. Okay. Next team Go on the it. smoke and mirrors, or is this a legitimate story? Is the Packers' reign in the NFC North over? I'm going to say yes. Um, and, and I think we're going to get into a, a co-reign at this point. Because um, again, R E I G N. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Um, no, they're actually raining cheese. Oh, oh. That's what's been happening. Cheese. Is falling <laughs> they do love from it there in, ch- in, in, in Wisconsin. Um, no, and here's why I say this: the Chicago Bears are terrible. The Detroit yes. Lions are terrible. Um, they play this weekend. Uh, in for for future, um, I might that game might might be uh, one might of your be, picks. Might be a, a pick that we go to. Um, but those two teams are terrible. And when you have a division that's so stratified, like that division seems to be, you will have two teams dominate and they'll go back and forth and dominate. And then you'll have those two teams at the bottom that just aren't good. And I think the reign is over, but I do think it's a co-reign at this point. I think an overlooked storyline right now is the regression of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has not been good the last season. Going back into last season and now at the beginning of this one, he has not been a top five quarterback. And it's a team really built on Aaron Rodgers' ability to be the best quarterback in the league, which he was prior to that reign, prior to, to his current uh, status. He needs to get back there. I don't know what it is. His aging curve shouldn't suggest that he has an age decline yet, but who knows? Maybe it's, it's just the talent finally gave way. Um, something's not meshing there. He's, he doesn't have um, the same wide receivers that he's used to. He's only got... Um, uh, Jordy Nelson and, and Randall Cobb now, not um, James, Jones. James Jones. See, here's I, I think the wide receiver issue is real and legit, but I think the reason why it's legit is because Jordan Nelson isn't fully healthy yet. Mm. I think that once Jordy Nelson gets healthy, um, you actually get to see Randall Cobb in the slot uh, more often. Um, and then I do think that uh, Devontae Adams needs to step up and play better um, to make that three-headed monster that they've had in the past legit. But once Jordan Nelson gets healthy and he's able to draw double and triple coverage, um, that might happen. You might see some opening ups um, for that. Jordan Nelson needs to get healthy. I think that once he's healthy, um, that offense will start to open up and Aaron Rodgers will become Aaron Rodgers again. And I think this is a bigger issue um, on the whole. Uh, If... One wide receiver has that much effect on a team, I think you have a problem. Um, you should be able to have deep enough talent at the wide receiver, right, wide receiver position to lose your top guy and still be passable. And they just haven't been. The thing that has been uh, working for that team, though, is their defense. And I, I honestly put a lot of credit to a Stanford football player. Oh, yeah. Uh, Blake Martinez has come in as a rookie. Um, and he has really patrolled that, he, the middle of that defense. He's allowed um, Blake Matthews to move back. Blake to, Matthews? Not Blake Matthews. Is that the brother that we don't know about? <laughs> yep, Blake Matthews. Um, what's his name? First Clay name. Matthews? Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews Jeez. to move to the outside again and play his natural pass rushing position, which is huge for that defense. He was having to cover the middle linebacker position last year, and that is not he's, – he's good enough at it, I mean, I still think he's probably a top five inside linebacker, mm-hmm. but his elite skill is the pass rush, and it's good 100%. to get him back out there. 100% My final that. question. Tom Brady is the most overrated player of the last decade, proved by the fact that when he's not the quarterback for New England, they still win, and handily, with a third-string quarterback who went down to injury. Um, that is uh, 100% a false statement. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> One thing, um, I I do think that a lot of the success that uh, Tom Brady has had in his pro football career is the fact that he has the best coach of all time, maybe. Uh, on yeah, the I sideline. think he's top two. I, it would be sacrilege to go against Bill Wright, Walsh, but, but I think at this point you have to say he is. Yeah. Um, that being said, um, he doesn't make everything. The if you look at the teams that he's had, um, this team is I think one of the more dynamic teams. Um their defense is actually pretty strong. Uh, a lot of no names, but despite really getting strong. rid of uh, their name. Exactly. On um, that being said, um Tom Brady is still uh, the best quarterback of all time, probably. No. I will not go that far. Um, I have him third. Okay. But um Tom Brady, while that system does help a lot of quarterbacks, you're looking at Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been in that system for three years, so he has a pretty good understanding of the offense. And then if you look at that game against the Houston Texans, they got really lucky. They did. Kobe Percet. Good, good Um, And that turnovers. defense was not um, ready for that type of quarterback. And that type of quarterback is not the type of quarterback that Tom Brady or even Jimmy Garoppolo is. Um, True. So I think that's why that success was there. Okay. Uh, you're being ridiculous, Dylan. Well, I knew I was being ridiculous, but that was in part – Part of the game. <laughs> okay. Do we want to turn our attention to the Bay teams? Can we not? Or, or is it just sadness right now? I mean, the Raiders are good. They're, they're the Raiders down, have a good they're, offense. They're going to be such an up-and-down team this year. Um, and I think that... I've got a bit of a hot take on the Raiders. I think I overrated Sheldon Mack. Wrong Wrong. Sheldon Mack, Mack is a basketball Sheldon Mack player is a who plays player. for the Utah Jazz. What's his name? First name? Something Mac. Khalil Mac? Khalil Mac, yeah. You're doing I'm, great with the names this week. I'm still jet lagged. I'm going to blame it on being on assignment. I'm jet lagged. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Sh- uh, Khalil Mac, um, I don't think is as dominant as I thought he would be. I mean, yes. I thought he would overtake, uh, I thought he would be in the conversation with Aaron Donald and JJ Watt as top three defender. I mean, and I don't think he's in that group. I mean, he's currently in the group with J.J. Watt, as in non-performer for the rest of the year because uh, J.J. Watt did uh, go down with injury. Broken back. I know he's a. He broke his back. I know. <laughs> um, so he might be able to pass, just statistically, pass him this okay. year. Um, I. I mean, the defense did step up against the Tennessee Titans team, which is malign on offense. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's definitely a concern. Um, I would have brought this up a lot next, last week if we had recorded, but um, that, Oakland, that Oakland defense is, uh, is worrisome for sure. It is. Um, and then the other team, do they get another win this year? Maybe this week? This would be the week considering it's a injured they and play depleted Rams in Dallas again. team. They do That's play true. the Rams again. That's true, but this one will be in <laughs> by L.A. The way, by the way, Rams? Number one team in the NFC West. Exactly. That was going to be, before I went with the Tom Brady one, my third one was going to be the Rams are the best team in the NFC West. Yeah, that's just <laughs> wrong. That's just, I, I'm mean to just say no. Despite their wrong. poor performance week one, the Rams. Are the Rams like the Vikings of last year? Lose to the 49ers on week one pretty drastically and come and back come and come make back? the playoffs. Yeah, no, they're still coached by I Jeff did. Fisher. Good point. Which is basically, if I'm one game over five hundred time to lose the next one. If I'm one game under, it's time to win the next one. God. This is not going to be another 7-9 season. It's going to be 8-8. Eight eight. <laughs> Progress, Dylan. Progress. What was your game this week? What, was the, what would you say was your, the best game this week? I mean, I probably not the best game, but the Tampa game or, or the Bay one with was, the most uh, impact. The, the Tampa Bay game was interesting just because it was uh, uh, delayed because of Thunder. True. It was also maybe the worst coached game. Oh, 100%. I've ever seen. 100% true. Um, it, it was... Um, oh, I have to look back at what the games were. This is still... You put me on the spot. This is Fine. not fair. I'm going to go with the injury, the hospital ward game. The uh, San Diego Chargers uh, visiting oh, the Indianapolis God. Colts. Yeah. The game was played in a hospital ward, I think. Good thing Peyton Manning actually donated the children's hospital there because they had to take it over for this game. God. Um, the Chargers, very injured, same with the Colts, but the Colts come back to win on a last-second cover by T.Y. Hilton um, with the long pass to, um, to uh, from, from yeah. Andrew Locke. I, I have my answer now, and it was actually the Thursday night game. Um, I think that the Buffalo Jets game was almost a playoff eliminator for the Bills. In fact I think it was a playoff eliminator. Well that's I a mean, hot take. Early on I know it's hard to say. It also might be a Orion um, eliminator game where um, it's a game where uh, Orion gets fired um, whether that whether um, that is um, Rex I'm, or Rob. Am I off by a week? I think I'm off by a week. Yeah. That was not this week. That's today. No. Last Thursday Last Thursday was the Patriots blowing out the Texans. That's right. I, I was two weeks ago. Um, okay. That's on me. Um, Everything kind of runs together once you yeah, start classes. Yes. Uh, it's <laughs> confusing. Um, yeah, I I don't have a game then. Wow. It was it, it was a weird week. There it were was. lots of upsets. I mean, yeah, very Washington football I mean, team won. Pittsburgh scored no points against Philadelphia. That one was weird. Um, um, I guess the one that I'm going to say is the Carolina-Minnesota game. Minnesota proved that they are – a legit contender, even without Adrian Peterson and Teddy Bridgewater. They have a ridiculous elite defense. They might be like um, Denver was last year, which is scary. I, they're still not as good as Denver's defense this year. I, I mean, I'm just saying, but that could, they could round into form. That's true. I think their secondary has a really good chance of being better than Denver's secondary was last year. Um, and in a passing league, that's important. Absolutely. Um, so that game and the fact that Carolina – was definitely dealing with uh, secondary issues um, with the uh, shooting in Charleston. Um, Not issues in their secondary. No. Secondary as in an adjunct yes. to the game. a yes. lot of players are being asked about um, the, the protests police, the, and the exactly, shooting. the yeah. shootings, and whether they will do something at the game, and that's distractors are never good. Um, that being said, if a player chooses to do something, I don't think that's a detriment if it's their choice, but if they're being asked by the media, yeah. it can become a circus. Absolutely. Um, so that, that game probably shunned the biggest light that I saw. All right, Devin, do you want to move into making our picks? Um, or is th- there any more pro games, pro takes you want to have? I think, I think we should go into our picks. Uh, All right. Let's give an update. Yeah, let's go. give an update. How did um, I do last week? You went 500 last week. I did. Um, which is better than you. But um, <laughs> the thing is, Dylan, we have to go back two weeks because it's been two weeks since You're right, it done, has. Um, what happened two weeks pod- ago? Podcast. Two weeks ago, you won a game. Um, I did. You went one in five and I went five and one. Not my best performance. Um, No, it wasn't. Um, I did very well um, two weeks ago. Last week though, I went two and four, you went three and three, Um, so. Coming back, climbing back, I'm clawing my way back. So right now, uh, the score stands, I am 10 and eight, so if you are following what I'm doing, you are making money, Um, and uh, you are eight and 10, and if people are following what you're doing, uh, they are losing money. That's not true. That follows the assumption that they're betting equal money on each game. If I had given you – if I, you had actually listened to my advice, I would have bet more money on the eight games than the ten games. That is not true. I, I guarantee that. I can claim it's true. G- no, that's not how it works. <laughs> no? Either. Why not? No. Okay. So this week, Devin, I won last week. You did. You so get, I get to pick first. You to pick, no, you get to pick. I get to pick who picks who first. Who picks first. I want the per- first pro game. So, Devin, you're picking first in college. Okay. Well, seeing as I knew this, um, I decided to look at some of the games. Um, Good. I'm glad we did research. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, Um My first pick is going to be from the ACC. Okay. Um, and uh, it is um, uh, uh, how do I say it? Um, I think that this line was. It started out high. It dropped a little bit, but I still think it's a little low. Um, it, I'm going to take Duke minus three and a half over Virginia. Ooh. Um, two things are going here. One or multiple. Duke finally won. Duke looking pretty good. Um, they trounced the Notre Dame team that is probably terrible. Um, looking good after losing to a bad Northwestern team. Who might not be bad? Who beat who Nebraska? Transit of property. I think you Lost could make. Lost Furman. No. I think Northwestern lost to No, they firm. didn't lose to Furman. Michigan State almost lost to Furman. You're right. Um, so I'm going to take Duke. They've looked decent the last couple of weeks. Um, it's three and a half, and Virginia is not good. Um, I saw them live last year. They didn't look good then, um, and they looked even worse now. It was Illinois um, State that, that's right. that that's right. Northwestern um, lost to. So it. I'm going to take Duke minus the three and a half. All um, right. They're also at home, so uh, I think that – Duke minus the three-and-a-half over Virginia is the right call. Gotcha. That means it's my pick for two in a row. You've learned how to do this. I have. I have over the years. I'm going to go the Big Ten for my first pick. Okay. I'm going to take Illinois plus the 20-and-a-half against Nebraska. Oof. I don't think a Mike Riley team is it's ever really going to beat any other team by 20-and-a-half. Especially, did he not do it against Portland State one time at might Oregon have, State? But I'm just saying, I don't trust him to blow out a team, ever. Yeah, and so I'm taking Illinois to be able to cover. I know it's at Nebraska, but um, I just Mike Riley teams always scare me. I know they got the big win at Oregon, but then last week did not play well. Um, I think we see the real Nebraska, which is kind of an average team, and an average team will not blow out a bad team in Illinois, but. I, I mean, I think they win, just not a, a blow up fashion. Not a ton to say about the game, in my opinion. It's see, just, see I it's think a huge that, line. I think that the one problem with this line is uh, Nebraska lost last week and they'll be angry. They'll want to come out and try to uh, abandon yeah, that. I don't, Mike Riley, I don't think ever makes his team angry. Oh, I, I think that the team doesn't necessarily care what Mike, Mike Riley feels. Um, I know I wouldn't, seeing as he shows no emotion. <laughs> Um, so I'll, I, if if I was a player on that team, I would create the emotion for my team. Gotcha. Yeah. What's your next pick, Dylan? My next pick, I'm going to the Pac-12. In fact, the next three potential choices I have are all in that conference. Mm. I'm going to take. I'm going to take Utah plus one and a half over Cal. How is that a one? And, oh, Cal's wow. favored by a point and a half because they're playing Cal. at home. I think Utah's actually pretty good. I think Utah's defense is actually going to be able to stop Cal enough, and Cal's defense doesn't stop anyone. That's a fact. Um, This, I think, will start to separate Utah as one of the top three contenders in the South uh, to potentially play in the conference championship game, although I'm still holding out hope it's UCLA again because – I would love to play UCLA again. Who wouldn't? <laughs> uh, I'd love to play USC again. It's a good point. Either team. Either LA-based school. I'd love to play team again. Um, um, but Utah, I think, very well could be the best team in the South. They, they look complete. I love their coach. He's always He never makes stupid mistakes because he doesn't get the best recruits, the best talent, but they always play well. And they don't beat themselves. Cal, however, under Sonny Dykes has proved they will beat themselves, as it was proved last week when they gave up, I believe it was 36 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that game was tragic. If you're a Cal fan. Well, yeah. It wasn't tragic for me. Well, no. <laughs> um, All right, Devin, that means so, it's your picks. Um, I'm going to take my, uh, my, uh, my patriotic game. Okay. Um, as, as you might know, um, the service academies, yes. uh, started two and zero, all three of them. All, all of them. All they, yeah. All three of them started two and zero, and then uh, army lost last week. But navy and Buffalo. air force, but navy and air force both won. They're playing this week. Navy is playing air force to be the last undefeated service academy. Exactly. Um, I'm gonna take navy plus seven over air force. Um, I think that navy has the right culture. I, I like their coaching staff. Um, I'm, I'm I'm, sad that the 12th year senior that was um, their quarterback last year is no yeah, longer there. It's real sad. Um, but um, I think that Navy has what it takes and I think seven's too, too many points. Seven is a lot of points. I, I that game was on my radar too. Um, I like Navy, I've always liked them. they play a, a fun brand of football to watch at times. A lot of running. And then sometimes. And then not sometimes not it's bad. Um, so, my last pick, it is a, um, a Pac-12 game, as we have said, that we have to take. Um, and there's, there's a team in the Pac-12 that is favored um, by 10 points, Ooh. Uh, who should never be favored ever again. Wow. Um, Strong and, take. Um, I'm, I'm going to say... Uh, is it Oregon State? Because no, Oregon USC, State should never be favored. Um, no, they're playing Colorado. Colorado's good, which is weird to say. Yeah. That's weird to say. Um. But I am going to take ASU plus 10, plus 10, Dylan, against USC. Yeah, the one thing that would uh, give me pause there is the track record of Arizona State the last few years against USC. They have not been good. They have just been blown out by USC consistently. Here's the thing. This game, to me, screams uh, tarmac game, as in... Um, get, get fired on the tarmac? Get fired on the tarmac. It's a home game. I still think that's possible. Wow, we'll just take them to LAX to exactly. fire them. Exactly. Um, to the, uh, the Lane Kiffin Memorial Terminal. Yeah. All right. So. And I get the final pick. I've got two Pac-12 games I get to pick between. Um, I'm going to take UCLA minus the 13.5 over Arizona. I think UCLA is going to come out angry. I think Arizona is bad. I think UCLA is going to come out and prove that they are, in fact, in contention in the South. They want to avenge that rough, a real tough loss to Stanford. Um, I think Rosen's inconsistent, but he had a bad game. I look for a bounce-back game against an under undermanned defense in Arizona, and I think Josh, Ro- J- Josh Rosen gets in a groove, puts up some points, and UCLA wins this one handily. I, I think my one question though here is, um, I'm pretty sure there's only one person on, on UCLA who gets mad, and that's Vanderdose, um, as you saw at the end of the Stanford-UCLA yeah. game. Um, which... Uh, Dude's as wide as he is tall, it seems. True. Um, but he seems like the only person out there who has passion. And I question a team that is uh, a bunch of five-star recruits, a bunch of California kids, um, not doesn't breed the toughest football environment. Um, so I, I question whether they actually can get angry on the football field and whether um, they know how that feels. I think it think, will for this game. Um, they've also had Arizona's number recently. Um, I am confident in UCLA. And then the game I, I, I didn't take because I never trust them ever, never trust a Pirate. Was the Washington oh, State over no. Oregon? No, never. It's a one and a half point game there. Oh, that that sounds. Is that. That's Pac 12 after dark, too. That is Pac 12 after dark. Be fun. Never bet Pac 12 after dark. Also, never bet Pac 12 after dark. Although that Stanford Washington game, which we'll get to in our college segment. Yes. About Stanford. Well, let's move to pro. I get the first pro pick here. Um, and I have given it a, a, a fair amount of thought here. I'm going to take Detroit, minus three, over Chicago. I know it's at Chicago, but I trust Matthew Stafford to score some points, especially without the albatross that's been around his neck the last few years and um, Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Um, really has opened up the offense for, for Matthew Which is Stafford. Which such a weird thing to say. It is weird, and I'm being semi-facetious, but there seems to be a little bit of truth Ewing effect. it. Ewing effect? Yeah. Um, so I, I like them to be able to win by a touchdown um, Chicago's defense is I, I think I could play for their defense I think I got a call on my, on my voicemail that asked me to um, That's how bad and unknown they are You, you know Vic Fangio? I do Okay, yeah, cool knew him from his, his time in, in the Bay Area Oh, good Also, good um, maybe Vic Fangio is an overrated defensive coordinator or maybe he just doesn't have any defensive talent on him. Maybe. Team. Maybe it's only the talent that matters. Maybe. And what we really saw the last couple years with, with um, the Niners is also a lack Lock of, of talent. talent. Yeah. Maybe it's bulky that's the issue. I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. You and Tim Kawakami. <laughs> so um, it's my turn. I yes, did it want, is. I did want the Detroit game. Um, I, I see it as a uh, pretty easy steal, honestly. Um, I think Vegas is giving away money in that case. Um, but I'm gonna go with the, the game that, um, you, know, you know how you said you never trust, trust a pirate? Um, I don't. You, I, I'm gonna to pick a team that you really shouldn't trust. Um, I'm gonna take the, the Washington racial slurs um, mm. over the Cleveland Browns, uh, <laughs> minus seven is... and a half. Okay, is this just, well, is this the week of pillow fights? We've got San Francisco-Dallas, We've got the Browns versus the derogatory term towards the Natives. We've got. That's a mouthful. We, yeah. Well, we have just some teams that are bad playing each other. We've got Jacksonville and in, in Indianapolis. In London. In by London. London. By the way, London, you get none of our good games. Nope. You get none of we, them. We, this is just a rough love our, week. Love our sport, and we will give you our terrible games. We've got Detroit and Chicago. Yeah, it's a bad week. It's a bad week. First bye week's always bad. Yeah. That's what i what I got um okay so you're you're taking um yeah, i'm gonna take um the washington racial slurs at minus seven and a half um my second game um and I see this as a win win situation for me in this case um I'm gonna take uh Dallas minus two over San francisco um, Ooh, okay, I don't think san Francisco is good um wow I, hot take i, I think that hot take I think that this is the this isn't the game, but I think next game will be the game that in game uh, Chip Kelly goes to Colin Kaepernick. Um, so I think that's a big issue. And Kaepernick rips off his shirt, and there's an American flag blazoned across his chest. No, that's not. That's not, what not ha- how. It no, works. that's not. That's never going to happen. No, inverted color, National American flag. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> so as I said, it. Um, Win-win situation for me if if the San Francisco 49ers win, I'm yeah happy. you'll be happy. Um, but but uh, I kind of yeah, it's All about right. time that Blaine Gabbert. Doesn't play football anymore. You're not on the Blaine train anymore. No, I was never on the Blaine train. Damn, the Blaine train was not a good train to be on. Yeah, it like the it broke train, down in Jacksonville. Yeah, the Blaine it got train, got a little train bit of grease was not in its, in its gears it, here. It wasn't like, Amtrak level nah, train. really. really. It, was, it was. It wasn't even BART level. No, it it wasn't. It wasn't Caltrain or any of those. No. it was. It was rough. Yeah. Uh, all right, Devin. Means it's my pick for two. And all my games, I'm going to get my top three games, it looks like. Mainly because I'm taking San Francisco. God bless it. <laughs> I'm taking San Francisco getting a point and a half. Is that what they're at? It's Or is two. it two? It's two. I'll take the two then. Um, I'll take San Francisco getting two points against um, Dallas. Home team, Dallas has no Des Bryant because he cracked his foot. Cracked his knee. Cracked his knee. I'm pretty sure it was his knee. Wow, that sounds bad. A of, list of things I don't want to have happen. Cracking, cracking my knee. knee. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pass on that. And please. I think a home game, San Francisco's probably a little better at home. They finally don't have to be at Carolina or at Seattle, which their last two games were not very hospitable games against really good teams, I think. Yeah, true. Um, the last Super Bowl teams from the NFC. Y- yes, yes. Th- the th- last... Three years teams. Yeah, and then it was them, right? Then it was San Francisco four years ago, yeah. Yeah. So I I think... Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Um, Other good sign is the Rams somehow are leading the NFC West, so the Niners are in striking distance. They just need to get some wins here, and I I think they can do it. Hot take. They're going to win the NFC West. No, they're not. No, no, they're not. Yeah, what are you smoking, Dylan? Not nothing that strong. Um, my other game, and I'm I, I'm confirming what the line on this game is. Riveting podcast stuff here, Dylan. It really is. You really should uh, do your work. Um. Oh, the reason why is I can't find it is they're no longer Saint Louis. Ah. That's why I couldn't find it. I'm going to take the Los Angeles Rams visiting the Arizona Cardinals. They are eight-point underdogs. So I'm going to take St. Louis and give me the eight points against the Cardinals. I was looking at the game. I was. I think that defense can bottle up Carson Palmer, who has not looked good this year. Yeah, but you're putting a lot of faith in Jeff Fisher. That's a good point. I should, But he can still lose. <laughs> He can still lose and they can cover. Good point. And good point. so there is that chance. Eight points is a lot for a division rival, I think. It's a lot against a good defense. I still think it's a good defense despite them giving up quite a few points to San Francisco in the opening night on that weird late-night Monday night game, which never, never bet the away game. team. Never play in never, that Never, never be the away team in that game. That would be bad. So I'm going to take St. Louis in this game. Okay. Um, Yeah. Um, so for my last pick, the last pick of the week, um, I'm going to take the New York football giants, um, plus five against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I think the Vikings are going to have a, a, a lull week at some point. Um, see, you have not learned what I have learned, which is never bet for or against the Vikings. I've always been wrong. See, the thing is, you've always been wrong. And I feel like if you were to bet this game, you would bet Minnesota minus five. So that's why I'm taking the Giants plus five. I actually was debating taking the Giants. Well, Sorry. we'll see. Sorry to break it to you. We'll see. So that is our picks for the it week. It is. Um, remember, I'm making you money. Dylan is losing you money. Unless you um, bet more money on the wins than which the losses. that's not how it works here. That's how I work. No, that's no, no. not. Okay. So, Dylan, I think it's that time we got to get into some college football. We do, and it was a big week, especially if you're a Stanford Cardinal fan like we happen to be. Stanford goes down to Pasadena and gets a big win. Yes. A nerve-wracking win, a win that um, wasn't comfortable in any sense, but somehow they wound up covering because of a strip sack return for a touchdown by Solomon Thomas. Yes. Well, he didn't get the strip. He got the touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Got the strip sack. Um, On the last second heave uh, attempt did play by Josh Rosen yes. where he was nailed from behind picked up and, and taken the distance mm-hmm. um, back to cover if I've ever seen one um, but just a really what, what was your take on this game? I, I thought it was a workman like performance I, I don't think there's anything necessarily to be super excited about in this game if you're Stanford other than they were able to go for their first road game of the year Against I think, what I think is a pretty good team in UCLA and win. UCLA's only losses this year are close games against top 10 teams. You mean the two of them? Teams they should have beaten, probably, probably. both of them. I, I do that think they that they found ways to lose. I do think that coming in, UCLA should have been ranked, and I still think they should be ranked. They're probably the best two loss team in the country. Um, yeah. yeah, that's fair. Sure. USC is definitely the best three loss team in the country. I mean, look at who they lost to, though. Like, I know They lost to some pretty good teams um, That being said um, I think that uh, That game Is scary uh, if, you're an, if you're a Cardinal fan um, Ryan Burns did nothing Essentially for um, Almost 60 minutes And this for, has been two games in a row Where Keller exactly, Chris hasn't seen a snap He, he had a play he had a series. Oh, he did? He had a uh, three and out, I believe. Okay, I was um, at a wedding. I didn't pay I believe, close attention the first half. Um, the the play that uh, should have been – the other play, not the actual play that should have been called for targeting, but there was another play where Dalton Schultz got hit. Um, should have been called for targeting, guy led with the crown of his helmet, um, dislodged the ball. Dalton Schultz got shaken up a little bit, uh, arm thing, um, dropped the ball. Killer Chris threw a bullet. Like, he, he looks good. Yeah. Um, and as this keeps going, I definitely get the feeling of the Kevin Hogan, yeah. Josh Nunez, yeah, um, situation. Um, so hopefully they make the switch before a loss. Um, but well, the last time the switch happened after a loss in Seattle to Washington, can I yeah. just point that out? Yeah, let's not do this in like a seven to twelve game or something, some yeah, ridiculously was... low-scoring game. Yeah, and the only touchdown for the first Stanford was a Trent Murphy uh, interception. Return. Yep. Yeah. Um so yeah, I, I hope it doesn't come to that. Um Ryan Burns looked great on that last drive, but um that's because he was in rhythm. I think this offense that's the problem. They are not finding rhythm very much. Um and uh everybody's keen on Christian McCaffrey and he's he had a bad game and he still had a hundred and thirty something rushing yards. Like yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, he was there when they needed him. I think he had some good pickups in that last drive, actually. He had one. The, Every, the, the rush was, was big. Yeah. That's I think only, he converted a first down. Nope. It was two passes to Trent Irwin. It was two passes to JJ. Um, I'm thinking the drive before. Yeah. Um, the one that led to the, were, the, we, punt. the punt decision yeah. that I can't second guess because of how it worked out. And Shaw being Shaw. Justin Shaw. And it's, I guess trusting your defense? Yeah, Because okay, and, and here's the thing. Here's the dichotomy of that. That offense didn't look dynamic, but that defense did. Um, the only plays that UCLA scored on in the first half were turnovers, and then they got a field goal in the second half um, after a relatively short field that they had, so yeah. that defense looked fantastic. Um, they're looking m- more solid than the old bend-don't-break kind of defense that they used to have. Um, Harrison Phillips got back on the field, which was that fantastic. That was good to see. Um, he's, he had push up the middle, which was great. Yep. Um, Solomon Thomas, um, I mean, I don't think he will because Stanford students rarely do this, but he could go in the, t- in the first round next year. Yeah. Um, he looks fantastic. Um, there is scariness, though. Quentin Meeks and Elijah Holder both This is what I was going to get injured. to I think Elijah In our pre- Holder And, and is... as we transition to talking about the next game I think Elijah, The injuries I think Elijah Holder is more likely to come back um, For this game I believe both are out Against really? Washington Okay um, I will look that up but, um... And then, then I know um, the, the guard um, Fanica Yeah Is questionable Which is not good Because he is a big dude He so. is He is He's old too After he came back from his mission Yes um, to play I I worry about The secondary However That is their Deepest position If there's any Position they can Afford the injuries Now you don't Want it to maybe Your two, two best, best players? players Okay no I lied your, your second And third Best player Oh yeah Good point. point <laughs> Third and that? fourth Best player Although I did Hear rumor Christian McCaffrey Is going to be Playing some corner I think he's Going to play mm. Some corner <laughs> That's not going to happen. No? He'll probably uh, play safety, let's be honest. Okay, good point. Um, so I think I think um, Quentin Meeks and Elijah Holder being out is going to be difficult, but I still trust in Alexander and... Um, uh, Allman Murphy? Allman Murphy. I definitely don't trust in Alexander compared to Murphy. Not in comparison, that's true. However... I thought he played really well against UCLA. And I get it. UCLA does not have dynamic wide receivers. Neither does Washington. Exactly. So I think that if we can bottle up their rushing game with strong front seven play, which is what we thought was going to be the thin part of this team, I think we'll be okay. I think we really will be okay. The defense can hold up. The question becomes, can the offense move the ball at all and get anything going? Um, What are your thoughts about this Washington team? Um, Just an update, uh, Elijah Holder and Quentin Meeks will not be playing. Neither will Daniel Marks, the starting fullback. Yes, that was the other Um, player I did hear, yeah. uh, Terrence Alexander and Alleman Murphy will be starting, uh, and then Frank Buncombe, who is a redshirt freshman, um, part Mm. of that great recruiting class that also included Quentin Meeks. It did. Um, He's actually Frank Buncombe, the fourth. Um, Greatest name on the team. Might be the greatest name on the team. If you can get Um, a fourth in there, especially with the last name, Buncombe? Yeah. Um, So I think that – um, yeah so he'll cycle in um, having those three uh, very highly recruited um, and they have the best secondary coach in the nation so um, I'm going to say they're still looking pretty good um, but uh, both Craig, Greg Tabawada and Brandon Fanaika are questionable so a lot of injuries coming out of this UCLA game Yeah, um, but to go back to oh and um, Francis Wusu also out uh, concussion issues. Yes, on um, that vicious targeting play. Which, which should have been a penalty. Absolutely, and, and for the for the referees to come back, even after review deeming that it was the correct call on the field, is absolutely absurd. If there is any more definition of the crown of the helmet making contact to the head or neck area, that was that play. The, there's photographic still picture evidence of how brutal that hit was. And to come back and claim that that was the right call... It's embarrassing for the Pac-12. It's embarrassing for the Pac-12, and that rule needs to, being week three, I believe, or week four, um, and no targeting call has been uh, called from the booth, the fact that that's the case is, um, or very few, um, then I think that, why have that rule anyway? Like, you set that rule in place because you felt that it needed to be changed. It felt that you should be able to call down, and it gives the refs on the field um, an out. And they're just not taking that out, which is pretty terrible, especially when you look at that play, when you look at the fact that that player tw- at least twice in the game led with the crown of the helmet yeah. on a Stanford receiver. Um, and, yes, they, the Pac-12 came out and said it wasn't with the crown of the helmet. It was. Um, and he- I, th- I feel like just helmet-to-helmet contact in general should be – Yes, targeting. Absolutely. Um, it should be yeah. Also, I, I we're in complete agreement on also, that. Also, I am incredibly scared of anybody named Aloosu getting concussions. Yes. Um so those are the injuries going into this week. Are any of those injuries do you think going to be make or break for this game? Um Brandon Fanaika is not is probably the one that's the most troubling even though we do have our top two corners out, um, mostly because um, uh, f- that offensive line did not look good um, this past week. Um, they had some communication issues, um, and it was mostly at the tackle positions. Uh, the two tackles did switch sides, but um, you still uh, are having issues up front, and I think that um, taking away a primary run blocker from Christian McCaffrey isn't good. No, and especially when you've already lost one in, in marks. Yes. Um, so I think that's the biggest one, the biggest uh, um, loss yeah. this week. Yeah, yeah. I think that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough one to overcome. I I worry without the corners just because they've been the safety blanket all year so far, and so you're kind of missing that. Um, but in Christian McCaffrey, we trust, I guess, and uh, we'll see how he does. Now I want to turn our attention to Washington. What aspects of this Washington team, a top 10 Washington team, really resurgent here this year, what are your thoughts on them so far? They've looked really, um, uh, not versatile, they've looked um, balanced. They're, they're rushing the ball really well, and they're throwing the ball really well. Uh, Browning uh, looks like he uh, is turning into a good starting quarterback for Washington, Um, He did not play against Stanford last year, so um, it'll be something new for Stanford to see and it'll be something new for him to see. Um, And I think that um, they're also rushing the ball really well. Um, And I think that those combinations are scary um, for a a Stanford defense. Although this defense, again, really solid. And I think that, um, I think the linebackers will be tested um, as the, every week I think they will be. But the thing and I, I noticed this um uh this past week, they don't have the standout linebacker, but all of their linebackers are pretty much the same player. In at the inside position. Yeah. Um nobody's gonna wow you with athleticism, but they're all gonna roughly do the right thing. They know where to be. Um they might not be the most athletic or the best um the best reader like readers of the game, but they know roughly where to be. Yeah. Um my takeaway so far is that Washington hasn't really played anyone. That's the other thing. <laughs> they have played an extremely soft schedule in, in really stark contrast to what Stanford's done. Now, that has caused Stanford, I think, in part, to limp into this game a bit with the injuries. However, they're used to what this level of play is going to be. I'm not sure Washington is yet. And I think it's going to be important for Stanford to capitalize on that early and, and to impose their physical will early because they're going to be used to playing at this, this pace, this quality, and this uh, power that is the top teams, whereas, whereas Washington will not be. Get ahead early and use that, I think, is going to be the key to this game. And I think that's the biggest advantage Stanford has. I mean, I think the biggest advantage that Stanford has is they're different than any other team they've seen, um, any other team that they're really prepared for. And you saw it with UCLA. They're difference in two ways. Yeah. One, their difference in quality. And two, difference in what they're going to try to do. Yes, and especially coming off a week, a short week against Arizona where they're probably tired because Arizona runs 3,000 plays a game. Um, And they went into overtime. They had to pull out a win in overtime. Like, that's not the most inspiring. Right, right. Um, It was a stumble against a a weaker team. But a a stumble that you could expect. Yeah, no, I, Um, I would in Arizona. Arizona is still a tough place to go and win. Yes, so this game is scary from a Stanford's perspective, but I mean, they're, they're, they're underdogs. Yes, so not just scary from us thinking about it, but uh, they are not favored to win this game. No, they're not, um, but uh, I, think, I think it's time for us to go to keys to the game. What do you see as um, what will push the game in, in, in this week? Uh, the key to the game for me from a Stanford standpoint is diversity of offense. Christian McCaffrey has, for a good reason, been a, something like 75% of Stanford's offensive production. Yeah, that needs to be closer. I think to 60% for Stanford to be successful in this game, unless he really goes off on certain plays because of misdirection. Um, I want if it's an even balance of. Uh, equally big plays for he and other players versus um, kind of average plays. I think 65% of the offense should be Christian McCaffrey for this to be successful. We need um, Bryce Love to step up, um, Ryan Burns, and needs to make some big or passes. Keller Chris, Or Keller Christ. The, there needs to be some big passes made at key points in this game. There's gonna be points in this game where we get to a third and long, a third and eight, a third and seven, we need to convert three or four of those in order to be able to win. And if we can do that, I think it'll be okay because it'll keep their de- the, the Washington defense on the field long enough to where they impose their will late in the game. And Christian McCaffrey will get off, get, get his yards um, in that scenario. The problem is early in the game, they need passes to be successful. That's why the Kansas State game was so successful. There was passes early that were successful for both Chris and Burns, um, that allowed Christian McCaffrey to have a little more room to work? I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to take it out of the, um, the technical part of football and just go with the mental side. The key to this game is mental fortitude, something that uh, Stanford has accumulated over the past seven to ten years, um, something that is entrenched into the program. Uh, they understand that this is basically the best shot that they've had a national title since... Uh, they won the Orange Bowl. Um, and then yeah. the following year where Chris Obusu got knocked out of the game and fumbled on a very similar play to his brother yep. getting knocked out. Yep. Um, but they're coming towards the end of of their tough beginning of the season. I think Washington, Notre, Washington State and Notre Dame have proven to be false idols uh, from the beginning of the year. So this is really the end of the tough stretch. Um, and – I think that they have the mental fortitude to finish it off, and I don't think Washington does yet. They are still a young team. Um, They're always a next-year team. They'll be great next year. Next year's this year for them, and it's a put-up-or-shut-up kind of moment, and I don't know if they can. Does Stanford have another bye week this year? Um, I believe their bye week is taken up by the conference championship game. Huh, okay. I guess it just slotted into the first. I thought you got two bye weeks. But I, I'm looking at their schedule, and there is no. no it might be it, large after gap. rice. It might be after rice. Maybe, but um, I, I'm pretty sure that that's on think, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. Also, um, I think that uh, something that was pretty, uh, in the last drive, it was really great to see a sophomore tandem at wide receiver that looks like they could be the real deal. Trent Irwin, um, really stepped up in this game. He did. Uh, he looked fantastic. I think that he is a great possession receiver, great slot guy. And then um, J.J. Arciaga-Whiteside. Who made the game-winning catch. Game-winning catch. He had three huge catches in this game. The first three catches of his football career at Stanford, um, he redshirted last year. Um, I think the fact that he was able to come through um, and really uh, set the tone there was fantastic. Yeah. And, and now that we're missing Francis Owusu, he will step into that position. Yeah, that'll be key. And this is – it's hard to underscore how big this game is. I think the winner of this game goes on to win the Pac-12 North. And Bold, bold, bold prediction there, Dylan. Well, I Literally mean – everybody at the beginning of the season was saying that. I mean, I thought – I was talking about how Washington State and Oregon had chances. Oregon is clearly not – the team I thought in Washington State, I think, could be at times, but they just are so inconsistent. Um, I think Stanford has a better chance of losing this game and still winning the Pac-12 North than Washington does of losing this game and still winning, because Washington still has a lot of teams to play. Exactly, this is the first Stanford's test got. Have. Stanford's gotten two challenging tests out of the way yes. in USC and UCLA. Um, this will be kind of their third week in a row, and let's see if that attrition really does affect them. Um, but I, I think this is, this is going to determine the Kings in the North. Yes. Uh, let's look at um, – we're not going to give a prediction, but let's look around the league. What, what are some surprises that you've seen, and what do you expect going forward for the Pac-12 and SEC football? if uh, You want to talk about SEC football, I, apparently. I, I kind of want to talk about Les Miles. Les Miles getting fired this week, um, and maybe the most the, the comedic line of the week when they asked Shaw whether yes. he'd been called. He's like, yes. "Yeah," and he said, "No, don't call me or or something." I can't remember. He was basically vehemently no, no, and he laughed off. He basically said, "You're a terrible reporter for <laughs> asking this." I mean, he, I'm I'm not I'm paraphrasing that I'm not you you were thinking that's his inner monologue. No, that is hundred percent his inner yeah. monologue. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Les Miles gone, the Mad Hatter, who I feel like if he could have got a competent coach to coach with him, it would have been great. <laughs> I know that sounds weird. You know, if you could just replace your coach with a good one, you have been see, fine. See, here's the thing. I don't think it's replacing a co- uh, one of his coordinators. I think it's the fact that he, no matter what who he hired, wasn't willing to change the offense. I don't even think that's necessarily the issue. I think the issue is his game management skills we're seriously bad. Yes, he's terrible at that, but it's more the offense. He has the talent on that team to where he should never be in a uh, game-ending situation like that, unless against Alabama. So, I still think that offense can win with a solid defense, as long as your coach knows time management and when to punt and when to go for it, so and you're all those David things. David Shaw would be the perfect. Team I think in David LSU. Shaw would actually be a remarkably good coach there because. If anything's taught me this early season, it's that although I think David Shaw is fairly conservative, the amount of times... That's a bold statement, am- Dylan. <laughs> I know. The amount of times that I watch other games thinking, you know, I, David Shaw would have just handled this much better in time management situations, is, is it's happened at least five times so far this season, and that's really nice to know that uh, rarely is Stanford having a poor clock management situation. Specifically, I'm thinking once. Northwestern, last season. Yeah, that was a weird game. Yeah, trial probably wasn't even awake yet. It's probably true. It's probably true. Got to get him some coffee. Um, What are your thoughts on Les Miles? Um, I think that it's uh, sad that he left. Um, The fact that it's, it's just crazy some of the stories that came out. The fact that they fired him this early so he didn't have a chance to win more games, to win favor back, yeah. is just weird. The fact that it's basically saying, we didn't want him to become good at his job again so we can fire him. I, yeah. It just seems like the, um, the... It reminds me of the headline of the off season I believe it was an Onion headline that Les Miles fired at LSU in favor of hiring Les Miles. I Honestly, <laughs> I think so. But I, I guess some of the... Um, bit more um, conspirial theories now of who's going to replace him. Um, Ed Orgeron, I think, I think Ed is the best choice. Um, he's stable. I also thought he was the best choice for USC, by the way. Um, he's a stable coach. He can get the students to think like students and not like professional football players um, and actually focus on So you're leaning Saturdays to Ed Orgeron? Do you think that's Sundays. who they pick? I don't think that's who they pick because it's not a sexy hire. Um, how about this? Alabama comes in, the bus drives in, the team gets off, and then the last person off in LSU gear is Lane Kiffin. See, I'm glad we were on the same page thinking about this because we hadn't conversed about this beforehand, but just in thinking right I now, mean, the, fact is, like, the that's name the that came to me was the conspiracy theory all over the place. Lane Kiffin, however, I like this conspiracy theory. Last person off the bus, same, same Alabama drives in. Last person off the bus, Nick Saban. With Going. a fifty-fifty uh, Alabama LSU jacket, we've already he seen literally coaches both teams. That sounds scary. I, he can make the playoffs with both. He didn't. I meant simultaneously. Oh, got you. <laughs> um, you know, I wouldn't put it by him. He's right. the greatest football coach uh, in college football history, so I wouldn't put it by him. What are some names that you think actually might wind up there? Because um, I don't know if Link. I think Link Evans an interesting name. I would. I actually, think that's not a terrible hire. It's, if I think about it, it's not the right hire. Most, but I don't think he, they go that way. I as, think there's still too much USC tarmac. Oh, stink. There's, there's so much baggage going with Lane Kiffin. Yeah, the way that he left Tennessee, yeah. the way he was fired from USC. Like he just isn't the appropriate coach at this point, um, from an optics standpoint. And he still needs to learn. He still needs to grow up um, to get that high profile yeah. of a job. Do you think Herman's um, gonna? It depends. Leave? Herman apparently is a Southern California kid. Um, so you'd think if the USC job opens up, he'd prefer that. Um, and then what if Houston becomes part of the Big 12? Yeah. Does he just stay there. Um, that's a huge question. Um, what about Art Bryles? I, I think he's the last, co- I think Les Miles gets another job See, for Art Bryles here, Bryles. Here's the thing. I would not put it past LSU to hire Art Bryles in maybe the stupidest move that you could possibly have. I'd, I'd boycott. I'd boycott. <laughs> Seriously. Um but another name that just came to me that I think might be interesting as he might want to get out of his current job while he has a reputation left Brian Kelly I have another Kelly for you Chip Chip Kelly fun fact LSU's bye week and the 49ers bye week are the same week Ooh conspiracy? let's start let's start starting conspiracy. that conspiracy theory Also I'm pretty sure that next week they play Alabama introduce like 10 plays and I'm I am stealing this from other places. So introduce a 10 play set that that's the only plays you run and you can beat Alabama. Why 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 10 plays? Beat like, it's hard to introduce a whole offense in, oh. in oh, 2 yeah. weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. Are those 10 plays just hand the ball to Leonard Fournette? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go and investigate that Chip Kelly rumor. I'm I'm hearing from some reliable sources Um, I've got one reliable source, I'm going to need to confirm it, that Chip Kelly might be the front runner, and there is interest on both sides, that is what my source is telling me, I'm going to investigate it in the next week, but in the meantime, Devin, why don't you give them our information? Well, if you like this podcast, you can follow us on Twitter, we are at Bay Area Brothers on Twitter, Um, you can find our podcast there, we will post them, you can also uh, find our podcast wherever anybody listens to podcasts, mostly iTunes, Um, we are... uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a review, a rating, helps other people find the show. Um, and uh, you can email us if you have any questions. Uh, we are Bayerry Brothers Sports at gmail.com. Uh, we will answer your questions on air, um, on podcast. I don't know if that's air. Um, it's over the airwaves, the Wi Fi airwaves, and then the cabled internet airwaves, too. Yeah, there you go, waves. Um, <laughs> so yeah, email us. We are Bayerry Brothers Sports at gmail.com. Um, and with that, Dylan, Have a nice day. Have a nice day, everybody.